0: You're listening to the Metro L.A. Podcast, an official podcast of the L.A. International Church of Christ. Good evening. Welcome to Metro Vision Studios. My name is Reese Kia Aina. I want to thank you for tuning in tonight to our midweek service. Thank you so much for your time and your attention, and we look forward to having a great midweek together. I hope everyone is encouraged to be here. You know, we've been doing a series called Seeing Life from God's View. And I hope you've been encouraged in that series uh, to learn how to get to a 30,000-foot perspective of what God is doing in the world, especially as we go through this COVID-19 crisis. You know, we're in week six of isolation. Our stay-at-home order has been extended to May 15th. Our worldwide cases and deaths have gone up. There's over 2.5 million cases right now, as well as 180,000 deaths worldwide. In the United States, there's 840,000 cases that have happened, with 46,000 deaths. On top of that, I don't know about you, but did you feel the earthquake last night? We had a little earthquake happened and I I was up at 3 a.m. in the morning working on a paper for school and I felt my house shake and I was thinking, oh my gosh, we can't be having an earthquake in the middle of this crisis. Uh, Fortunately, it was a small earthquake. Let's keep practicing social distancing, wearing our masks, as well as staying prayerful during this time. You know, so far in the lessons that we've been doing, we've been talking about finding God's plan in the midst of crisis. And I hope that has encouraged you in our faith, that uh, in the midst of going through crisis, we can find out what God's plan in the middle of that crisis. We've also talked last week about focusing on the eternal to be joyful in crisis, that we can be joyful as we go through this time together by focusing on things that are unseen rather than just things that are seen Tonight's lesson is going to be about looking for the good in the challenges of crisis. Learning to look for the good in the challenges of crisis. Now, turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 8. You know, as you turn there for a minute, I want you to be thinking, when you look at life, how do you look at life? Do you look at life, be, be your view being half full, or do you look at life, your view being half empty? Are you a Positive person by nature, or are you do you pull more toward the negative side uh in your nature? And you know, for me, I grew up, I, I grew up half empty. I grew up looking at the world half empty. Uh that's I can spot problems, I look for problems, I, I try to solve problems. Uh you may want to ask the your loved one sitting next to you, or your friends or family members sitting next to you how they look at you or what they think. How you look at the world is half full or half empty. You know, according to the National Science Foundation, this is a government agency that has a budget of $8 billion per year. And this agency is there to advance the national health, prosperity, and welfare in science and engineering. You know, you and I every single day have between 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day. Did you know that? 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day. 80% of those thoughts are negative, you know? Uh that's not good, right? See, I'm I'm being negative already. 95% of those negative thoughts are repetitive thoughts. And so if you've ever wondered why sometimes when you're on the negative train, it's hard to get off of it because we're constantly thinking about negativity. You know, this past week my i went home to look at midweek service to see how i could get better and to think and i i saw my myself on tv uh, on our uh on our website and this is a picture that i saw and you know what the first thing that came to my mind is the first thought that i had was oh my gosh my hair looks completely white the second thought i had in it was i look a lot older when my hair is long on top of that, you know, as I was watching TV last week, Nani came in, my daughter, and and she said, Dad, you know what? You know who you look like, Dad? You look like this guy, Jupp Hennekes. This man named Jupp Hennekees. Does anybody know who Jupp Hennekees is? If you're a soccer player, if you love soccer, he's the former Bayern Munich coach. And she said, this is who I look like right here with my little tongue out like that. And I thought that this this... I look like that. And so, guess what I did? I cut my hair off. I want to thank Grace for cutting my hair uh, yesterday. Thanks, babe. Now, all jokes aside, if you're like me and you tend to view the world half empty, perhaps tonight can help. You know, Paul shares a thought about being more than a conqueror. And I thought, wow. Sheesh, I'm just trying to be a conqueror, but you're telling me I could be more than a conqueror? And the Apostle Paul says, yes. I'm going to share one point tonight, make one practical tonight, share a little bit about the good news, and then we'll be off to our Zoom calls with our small groups. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, it says, let's read together. It says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called, and those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered the sheep to be slaughtered. Knowing all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, one of the things Paul shares with the church in Rome as they're going through tremendous persecution is he shares this thought that we could be more than conquerors. And so, I want to make one point from this passage. There's so much to talk about in this passage, but I want to talk about one point, how we can be more than conquerors, and it's in verse 28. And my point is this, "'God works all things out for the good according to His purpose.'" Now, this passage is for believers. If you're a disciple of Jesus and you're working hard and you're having your quiet times and you're striving to be righteous and striving to do the right thing every day, this passage is for you. And I hope this encourages you because it helps us to understand, wow, we have somebody behind us, if you will, like a coach, if you will, an interceder that is, that is all has always has our back and is always trying to help. That bring about good in our lives. That's how we can be more than a conqueror. And I hope this insight encourages you this evening. Now notice what Paul doesn't say. He doesn't say all things are good, right? He says God will work out the good in all things. COVID-19 is not good. Having cancer is not good. Poverty, disease, going hungry, strained relationships, losing a job, being furloughed, gaining weight during this time, losing a loved one. Please keep Risa P. in your prayers. She recently lost her brother-in-law to COVID-19. Please keep her in your prayers. And you know, in the midst of all these things, Paul doesn't say that every all things are good. And so what I want to do tonight is do a little short Bible study on the life of Peter. If there's anybody I could relate to scripturally, it would be the life of Peter. You know, I can relate to him. Peter was a disciple who struggled with doubts. Anybody struggle with doubts? I know I struggle with doubts. He's a man who made emotional decisions. He was half-hearted in following Jesus at times because of the fear of the unknown. He made rash decisions. And he also... made a huge mistake that seemed very catastrophic. And yet, through it all, God was working with him. Let's let's go down this alley for a minute. In Matthew chapter 14, just look at some of the passages that I'm going to show this evening, and I hope this will give much courage. In Matthew 14, as Jesus called Peter to walk on water, the Bible reads, Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on water, and came toward Jesus. But then he saw the wind. He was afraid and began to sink cry, and cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, why did you doubt? Now, you know, Peter doubted in this instance right here. I know how many times I struggle with doubts. You know, I did a I did a couple teen devotionals where the where I, we were attending to doubt in our lives. And just because we're a Christian doesn't mean we don't struggle with doubt. In fact, what we learned in, in some of our mid-teen devotionals is a, a lot of our teens, a lot of our adults struggle with doubt. In Matthew 26, look at this passage pertaining to Peter. As Jesus makes a prediction and he goes, Peter, you're going to fall away. Look what Peter, how Peter responds. Peter replied, even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. Jesus answered this very night before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. But Peter declared, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. I mean, Jesus was predicting, Peter, you're going you're gonna to leave, man. You're going to fall away. And, and Peter was like, nah, that, that's not going to happen. I, I'm, I'm, even if I got to die with you, Lord, I'm never going to disown you. And we all know what happens to him, right? I mean, Peter was emotional. He, he, it seems like he made an emotional decision here. In Matthew 26 and verse 57, as things get heated up in Jesus's life and he starts going to the cross and there's more things that are starting to happen to him, Peter's watching all these things take place where he's almost getting arrested and, and people start to whisper of, of who are all the people with Jesus. And look what it says in chapter 26, verse 57. But Peter followed him at a distance. Notice that he followed him at a distance right up to the courtyard of the high priest he entered and sat down with the guards to see the outcome. There was a moment in Peter's life where he was half-hearted. You know, he wasn't full force in following Jesus and he followed at a distance. You ever been there before where you ever been hurt and and now you're just kind of, wondering what's happened or or as you go through this COVID-19 era that we're in right now where things are, we're learning how, how to do things differently. Maybe we're not as gung-ho in certain things or we're not reaching out or we're not getting our Bible study because we're full of anxiety. And so we're kind of following a little bit half-hearted. Well, Peter can relate to that. He pulled back from Jesus. Check this passage out in John eighteen ten. If you've ever thought, I've made a rash decision, check this passage out. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword. Now, you know that when the Bible talks about there's a sword, something bad is going to happen, right? He drew it and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. I mean, Peter used violence to defend Jesus. I mean, really, right? I mean, he's the right-hand man. To the one who believed in nonviolence. I mean, that pretty much undermines all the work that Jesus was doing, right? But Peter was one of the guys that made a rash decision, and I've made so many rash decisions in my life. We all know the last one is that he denied Jesus and and, and he was broken at, at after he made that decision. But you know, even in the midst of a huge mistake like this and many mistakes that Peter made. And I've made many mistakes in my Christian life of 28 years. Man, this seemed like the one that would be difficult for Peter to recover from. Can you relate to Peter? I don't know about you, but I can. But in God's world, things are not as though they seem. I mean, Peter was having a rough go in life. I mean, down in the dumps. But one of the things about this passage we're looking at, it teaches us that God is always working behind the scenes working things out for the good. No matter if it's your bad decision or somebody else's bad decision, uh, even someone who sins against you, God can work out. Any de- any kind of situation that we have going in our lives, God can work out good in the midst of all that. Now, let me show you, let me give you an example. At the resurrection, look at this passage. Jesus resurrects and, and there's an angel that has an interaction with the women. And here's what The angel says, he says, don't be alarmed. He said, you are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter. Did you notice that? This angel sees the ladies, they come to the tomb and the tomb, you know, the the stone was rolled away by the tomb. And as he speaks to the women, he basically tells the ladies, hey, ladies, let everybody know, let all the disciples know that Jesus rose from the dead. He is not here. He is not in the tomb. But when you go and tell the disciples, make sure you tell one dude in particular, and that was Peter. Do not leave Peter out of this good news. I mean, I'm so moved by this, you know, that God was thinking about Peter, especially when Peter wasn't thinking about God. That God was looking, not looking at failure as fatal. In fact, it's quite the opposite. He's working things out for the good and that's so encouraging and that's so empowering. And so no matter what you have going on in your life right now, God can bring about good, in spite of our own doubts, in spite of our own emotional decisions we might be making at the moment, in spite of our distance sometimes where we may not be as wholehearted in following Jesus, what a, in spite of our rash decisions that we might be making, or even a big mistake that seems like we can't recover from. Why can you and I be more than conquerors? Because God is working the good out according to his purposes he is the one that is trying to do amazing things in this world and if we could just let that simmer let that simmer with us for a minute and and think about that that no matter what's going on in our life god is always working the good out in all situations where you go well maybe you're not convinced yet how about this passage i found a passage in second kings 14 Where God even used perhaps one of the most evil kings in the Old Testament to save his people. When I read this, I was like, did I, did I read that correctly? I mean, think about Samson. Most people, he's in the hall of faith, but when I think of people in the hall of faith, my first thought isn't Samson, you know, Uh, it's Abraham, it's Moses, it's, it's other guys. And yet God was always working behind the scenes to bring about something great according to his purposes. And so, since God is working things out for the good, here's one of the things I'd like us to consider, you know, is is what the practical will be. God loves you. God is encouraging you. God is empowering you. God is coming after you. God is working behind the scenes for you. Why? Because it's all about God. And so, since God is working for the good in our lives, perhaps I'd like you to consider this practical is do a little good daily. Amen? Say that to, your, to, the, to who's sitting next to you tonight. Do a little good daily. Meaning, do an act of kindness. Make a phone call. Send an email. Share your faith online. Do something, a little act of kindness every single day. Do a little good. You know, Jesus said, you and I are the light of the world if we are disciples, right? Be the light that God has called us to be. You know, exercise your faith daily. In God's world, the seemingly insignificant can make a huge impact in the world that we live in today. A mustard seed can move mountains. A little yeast can make dough rise. One small stone can slay a giant. Five loaves of bread and two fish can feed 5,000. And you know what the great news about this practical is it's different for everyone. What I would encourage you to do as you're as you're thinking about this practical, about doing a little good daily. All we need is a little. You don't need a lot. Jesus never called everybody to have just, you know, like great faith all the time. In fact, Quite the opposite. He he says, have a mustard seed of faith and a mustard seed of faith can move mountains. Think about what your gifts are for a minute and align your faith and your gifts together. And let's see what God can do when we align faith and the gifts that he has given us to make a difference in this world. You know, one thing I appreciate about my wife, Grace, uh, she goes to coffee, bean and tea leaf, uh, several times a week to go and get coffee, you know, and before now in the shutdown, not as much now, but every once in a while, you know, and one of the things she does all of that, she always tells me, you know, I bought someone, I bought the person behind me a cup of coffee, you know, and I thought, wow, that's doing a little bit of good every day for no reason other than just wanting to have a good heart. Wanted to be like Christ and exercise a little bit of faith every single day. You know, over the, over this last month or so, I've been really trying to work on what can I do every single day. And you've heard me share the other time where that little uh, business card fell out of my Bible and I made a call and I've been studying the Bible with my friend. You know, I've, I've had like two Bible studies with him since that has happened. Uh, I made another phone call and, you know, I was talking to my mom and one of the one of the big prayers or one of the impossible prayers uh, on on that list that Robert asked us to put put your five big prayers down or impossible prayers, right? Put it down on paper and start praying about it. And one of them was to see if somebody in my family become a Christian. And I've been studying the Bible with my mom. You know, things over the last couple uh weeks have been, we've had more talks together. I've asked her to look at some scriptures and it's been such an encouraging experience. You know, my heart is really moved. My heart's been very moved by that. Uh, And I appreciate Robert putting out there, what is the thing that seems impossible? Hey, God can always be working the good in those situations. So align your faith with the gifts that you have. I want to close out with some good news from our region and what God is doing throughout our region. The church is doing well. And my wife and I, Robert and Michelle and the staff, we're proud of the church. The church has responded very, very well during this COVID-19 crisis. Our finances are going well. On behalf of the staff, I want to thank everyone for sacrificing and continuing to give in spite of these tough times that we're going through for those that lost jobs or have been furloughed, we'll continue to pray and support you. As well as let's also pray for our disciples with jobs who are on the front lines or disciples working overtimes, because sometimes they're working double, triple overtime because of the cuts in the places where they are working. And that's stressful as well. You know, our food bank, has served over 40 people so far and being able to meet their needs by getting some food. And I want to thank the committee uh, that is working on that. Again, if if you are in need, please call Kathy Verzi or uh, Lisa Morris. And I want to thank Augustus. And I want to thank Jerry Downing, Latrice, and all those who are serving and helping out to be able to meet needs through that food bank we're 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 having marriages, so, and I'm so encouraged to present to you the new Mr. and Mrs. Angel and Kristen Vasquez uh They were recently married last week in the month of May. Alden and Michelet to the right here will be getting married as well. You know God has been really moving in their lives as they're getting married and 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 joining the marriage ministry. Uh, In our teens, in our campus, in our singles, in our marriage ministry, all have Bible studies going on right now. That's been super encouraging to God be the glory there. We have an online presence now more than ever. You know, and and go to our website and and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have people, we're not just making an impact locally. We're also making an impact globally right now as different people from around the world are participating in our daily devotionals that Robert's been having, our midweek services and our Sunday services. That's been so encouraging to not only think that we can have a local impact, but we we can be having a global impact, you know. Things are different now. And Darius sent this picture that I think is so appropriate. It's a conversation between Satan and God. And Satan says, With COVID 19, I closed your churches. And God says, On the contrary, I opened one in every home. Because of our online presence and technology, s- service can be streamlined to every home in America. And that is such an empowering, encouraging thing. So let's be praying for how God could be working in all of our situations. We're ha- we're seeing disciples do new things. Like I heard of in the in the region, drive-by birthdays. Who who thought of that? That that somebody has a birthday and disciples go and they all get in their car, go to the house, bring a gift, drop it off, don't even get out of the car and have a drive-by birthday. I heard Shelly Wilkes is still having her in downtown, is still having her Zoom Zumba workouts going on. That's been encouraging. You know, so God is doing, the Spirit is leading us into doing new things. Let's keep up and keep in step with the Spirit and see what the Spirit is doing. I also want to introduce to you our newest Christian, Donovan Newman, in the singles ministry in the Metro L.A. region. He was just baptized yesterday, and I want to thank all the single brothers who were involved in it. You know, Casey and Montel, everybody who's involved in it. Uh, I want to share about a sister who reached out to him, and her name is Kiana Day. She was recently married two weeks ago. Uh, This is the person that she reached out to at work. But when she was at work, she was actually having a very difficult time at work when she met this gentleman, Donovan Newman. Kiana works at a clinic at Harbor UCLA as a registration supervisor. And she checks patients in at the clinic. The day she met Donovan was a rough day in her office There's usually six employees that work there. And on that day where she was at work, where she met Donovan, four out of the six called in sick for for either sickness or personal reasons. So there were only two people working in the office. What a stressful day for Kiana. And it's in this setting where the next guy who came up to her window was Donovan. And as he came up to her window, he asked her, excuse me, ma'am what church do you go to? And she said, how do you know that I go to church? He said, I can tell you go to church. In a time of discouragement and having a difficult time, this man noticed that Kiana had something different about her. Now, little does he know that she was just married a couple of weeks ago. So I'm sure that made a huge impact, right? But as she was stressed out that day, this is the person God put in her path. He asked her what church. She said, how do you know? He, they ended up exchanging numbers. He's been coming to Whitney High School and been coming to our services when we were having services at Whitney High School. And he studied the Bible with all the different single brothers and he was just baptized last month. Isn't that encouraging? All that was happening at a difficult time in her life and God was working to bring about good. This Sunday, we have an opportunity. We have an extraordinary opportunity. Robert is going to be speaking at our church service where all of LA, all the disciples in LA are going to be live streaming and we're going to have a a, a phenomenal congregational service. This is a time where people are, are perhaps more open than ever. And so let's use this time. I want you to be praying about five people that you could perhaps invite to it because people are thinking about life right now and death and salvation and what's God's plan in all of this so make a list be the light that God called us to be you know be the lighthouse and in a storm right seeing a lighthouse can make the difference between light and death and so I want to encourage us as you go into your discussion groups tonight take a picture of this think about this question How have you seen God work for the good of in your life or ministry this month? How have you seen God work for the good in your life or ministry this month? And secondly, what can you do this week to exercise a little bit of faith? You know, as you're thinking about everything tonight, what did we learn tonight? Well, we learned that Paul was talking to the disciples and saying we can be more than conquerors. Man, I'm just trying to be a conqueror but we can be more than a conqueror. Well, how? Remember that God works for the good in all things according to his purpose. He's always working for the good, no matter what's happening in our lives. Secondly, what's the practical? The practical is do a little good. And as we do these things, perhaps we will get a chance to feel more than a conqueror. Thank you so much for your attention. Thank you so much for your time. Have some great discussion groups tonight. Thank you. You've just listened to the Metro LA Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com.